Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's going to be a little loud. Recorded live. Well, good afternoon, everybody. We're at the El Cajon Downtown Cafe. You're all welcome to come down and visit with us. It is Monster Mike and... Our good friend and uh, recreational specialist, John Stewart, with us. We are live at the Downtown Cafe Bar and Grill on the beach in El Cajon, California. And lots of lovely ladies, and um, that's first on the list. And, of course, lots of great uh, uh, off-road equipment. Uh, in fact, they have the, 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 uh, the street closed down, people. That's how great this event is. Uh, the street is closed down and filled with off-road vehicles. It is uh, officially called off-road mania, but uh, we're, we're calling it off-road live on the beach in El Cajon, California. And uh, uh, John and I are going to take a sip. We're going to salute the off-road and get on with the show. Welcome to Off-Road Live. John, how are you? Can you hear me? Oh, that's right. I didn't signal you. I did not signal John to get on the line. So we're going to wait for John to code in. And by the way, uh, we welcome your calls. We welcome your texts. We welcome uh, your tweets. Uh, we will take your questions. We're live right now in El Cajon, California, on the beach. John, welcome to the show. Hey, Mike, how are you doing today? Excellent. As a matter of fact, uh, now that uh, I've taken my first sip of, uh, wow, what a great brew. Um, tell us more about the brew we're drinking. Uh, let's see, Blonde Ale from uh, Firestone Walker, 805 Blonde Ale from uh, the Firestone Brewery up on the Central California coast. Uh, they do the double barrel pale ale and a couple of others. Uh, I do a lot of traveling up and down California, and I try the local beers, and I found this is a nice, mellow beer with no aftertaste. It's uh, great, and I can generally only find it up in the Central Valley. Yeah, I'm very particular uh, about my brews also. Uh, We'll get to our sponsors in just a second, but a delicious ice-cold brew, and I highly recommend if anybody's going to come down, definitely see us before you order. Uh, because uh, we're going to buy for you. All you have to do is walk up to our table, say hello, and we will buy your drinks tonight. Uh, uh, Come on down to the downtown cafe, Bar and Grill, Monster Mike, John Stewart, live from El Cajon. Right now we're on the big World Wide Web, and we welcome you to call in. Now, uh, John, you told us about your drink. Let's do uh, one more thing. Uh, we want to mention uh, our great friends, and that is Ram Trucks, Hard Rock, Marlboro, Red Bull, my favorite ice-cold Budweiser, 
and of course BajaSafari.com, the king of Baja, on off-road live, live from on the beach in El Cajon, California, just outside of San Diego. A bright, sunny day, and you would not believe the vehicles on the street. The street is closed down. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful day for this. Well, John, you, you've introduced us to a great deer, and we also understand you had a, a really interesting experience in the last couple of weeks off-road. Tell us all about it. Yes, like I uh, was participated with the uh, as a navigator for the Blue Ribbon Coalition, uh, you know, Team BRC, in this uh, rally venture off-road navigation event up uh, in the mountains uh, around Reno, Nevada. Uh, awesome experience, and if you're uh, familiar with uh, the car rallies, uh, this was the same type deal, except it was on off-road trails and it ranged from uh, right around uh, Reno up to uh, roughly a eight to nine thousand foot elevation uh, in the mountains outside of Reno, and we hit sun, wind, rain, hail. You name it, it was all kinds of weather. Now, was there any locals who said anything about about the weather this year compared to what's normal? Uh, the, the weather it, it is uh, it is probably a uh, abnormal couple of three days because that's when a major weather front moved through the uh, entire west of which uh, brought a a lot of monsoonal-type downpours and, you know, to areas that have not seen a lot of rain this season. Uh, Yes, Nevada managed to get a a lot more rain and a lot of much-needed rain that uh, they had been missing or they missed throughout the winter months. So it was southern moisture? It wasn't a a northern uh, source of, of rain? No, they. It was. Uh, it was not a real cold, wet front. It was more of a warm front came in, uh, and there was rain. Uh, in fact, when I drove up last Tuesday, and right outside of Bishop, I picked up rain, and I was in rain for probably on and off, off and on for about the next uh, about another six hours till getting into Reno. Okay, so mixed weather conditions. Uh, you've dr- driven up from Southern California. How long did it take you to get up there? Uh, and then, you know, how did you feel when you first started the competition? Well, I, I drove up on uh, Tuesday. Uh, it was uh, just slightly over 11 hours because of the uh, some slowness because of the rain. And uh, by the time I got up there, I was beat. I had plenty of you know time to rest and relax and get a good night's sleep before the festivities started on Wednesday, but uh, it was still meant for you know the event was uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and it was for three 16 to 18 hour days, uh, so it was a real butt kicker of an event. But for the workout that you got, being on trail, bouncing around in a jeep. But I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. It was great. No, that's a long haul. Now, uh, was it? Did you tag team drive up, or was it all you? Or oh, that was me. 
Yeah, so you that was all you. You didn't tag team it. Okay, that's that's a challenge. Hey, just to let you know, John, you know the more that we get to know each other, we'll know we'll know our limits. Uh, my limit is a two-hour plane or jet trip uh, with at least one beer. That's my limit. Uh, because anything else beyond that, I, I like to tag team it. You know, switch off. I'm big on cat nap. Really big on cat nap. You know, if you if you do like eight or ten hours. You know, you got to put your head down for at least I do for a period of time. So now you you're up there. You're uh, uh, it's a long haul. Now who is your teammate? Did he drive up up by himself? Uh, actually, my teammate and the driver was uh, Dell Albright uh, from the Blue Ribbon Coalition, and he lives over in Mulconomie Hills, which is probably two maybe three hour drive uh, just up and over. Uh, the uh, mountains from uh, from Reno, so his drive was considerably shorter. So was he fresh? Yeah, oh yeah, he was fresh. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, it should be driver. That's good. But now, what role did you play in the rally on the team? I on the team, I was the navigator. In fact, I uh, was looking at times at three different GPSs and also trying to do social media interaction uh, through a cell phone and Instagram. Uh, and taking pictures, all this. So I was the navigator trying to make sure that, yeah, we, uh, oops, we missed that turn. Let's try and get back on, back on track. Uh, and uh, after one real bad missing of a turn, yes, we got back on track. And uh, some people say, well, how did you get back on track? Uh, well, there's a road to go in up over here. It was on my map, so we took it and got back on track. Well, kill me now because, I can only imagine just the navigating work is hard enough, but then you're, you know, you're a social media manager too. Right. Uh, in fact, well, Dell and I kind of tag teamed on the social media. Day. We had uh, ah. the the the, the, uh, the real event days were Thursday and Friday, and the course started out. There were uh, points where you had to take a picture of yourself on either the Jeep in some position or. Uh, you know, you and the Jeep and noted at that point and then uh, upload that picture to an Instagram account. Oh, hold on, hold on. Hold the horses. This is required as a part of the competition? Yeah. It's uh, all these. There were several different uh, navigational turns and things, and you had to follow the uh, well-noted rally tulip charts in some cases. Others, uh, there were periodic checkpoints for uh, GPS waypoints, and uh, getting all of that followed with the correct time measurements, distance measurements to make your proper correct turn. Uh, that was a challenge. That was uh, it's a it's a point of how fast and how well can you read a uh, read a map that is displayed on a on a on a GPS unit. In fact, I uh, and several others had iPads, and with the larger screen and having the topographical maps being displayed there, it was a significant help to see it that way rather than looking at it through your uh, phone and the map, the small screen on a phone. Oh, yeah. Now, now John, i got to tell you, I mean, just up front, I, I can't think of a better navigator than John Stewart uh, being on the team. But how are you as far as the uh, social media management? Uh, I have, well, an interesting story. I kind of digress a little bit here is 
I have been involved in uh, Internet systems and uh, the growth of the Internet for a long time, a number of years, more years than I care to remember. I've watched as these various technologies from the websites, social media, have sprung up. Years ago, I looked at uh, you know Facebook and said, okay, Facebook is interesting. MySpace is interesting. Looking at the uh, two of them, I I made a decision. Said, all right, Facebook is going to outlast MySpace easy because it's so much so much more flexibility to the to the program. And then all of these other little uh, things started springing up off of that, such as your Twitter accounts, uh, Instagram, and and that. And all of these, I whenever I find them and found them, I would look at them test them, check them, say, okay, well, this is interesting possibilities and worth looking into. Now, I actually brought Dell Albright forward and looking when he was a few years ago and said, Dell, with what you do as being an ambassador for Blue Ribbon Coalition and out there dealing with all these things, this is how you need to begin to communicating with the younger generation. And he came kicking and screaming into social media, and now he's great at it. In fact, he taught me a few things about social media. That so, yeah, I can I can work my way around it. I'm not real fast at it. Uh, I have uh, I have my you know Facebook and a few other things that I I can do quick and easy, but I'm more comfortable and uh, prefer more of the standard web pages. Wow. Hey, listen, we will, that is not digression. I think that's a really important component of something. Uh, we'll see where these beers take us. How about that? And maybe that's the number three point that we'll get to because, that, you know, everybody, everybody wants to talk about what's online. They want to talk about what's on, you know, what's going on in their social group. So maybe, maybe we'll get to that. But uh, that is not digression, but great, great discussion point. Definitely look at that old Volkswagen right there, that green bug. Oh, yeah. Okay, so folks, we're in El Cajon. We're on the beach. Come on down. We're by your first drink. Uh, it's Monster Mike. Uh, the Baja crew is not here today. Uh, John Stewart, uh, the esteemed John Stewart, is uh, uh, with us here today at the downtown cafe on the beach in El Cajon. And John is just starting to get us uh, into a, a, a great story about his uh, off-road rally adventure in Reno, Nevada. Uh, and, John, w where did we leave off? Go ahead and continue your story. Well, I was saying on, on Thursday it was a navigational challenge up through the hills, kind of uh, southwest of Reno, uh, through various challenges, uh, finding the correct trail. There's a number of trails. And we were actually on an old historic uh, route through that area, uh, that is since the cherry stem through wilderness areas. I mean, awesome scenery up there. Uh, come up uh, along some massive uh, mountain meadows, high mountain meadows at six, seven thousand foot, eight thousand foot elevation. And that's the Sierra Nevada, right? Right. That's uh, Sierra Nevada's the uh, eastern slopes of Sierra Nevada's in Reno, right outside of Reno. Uh, terrific area. So. That uh, and some of the challenges included even uh, a stop by a uh, shooting range to getting a chance to uh, shoot, uh, take a few rounds at a 
target practice with an AR-15 at a you know target, and the best score was a you know was put forth, and that was part of your uh, part of the challenges we had to go through. Uh, also made a stop at Cabela's where we had a terrific lunch, and again Cabela's had a range for a few challenges. Uh, the biggest one was uh, bow shooting. Now I haven't shot a bow since. I was in high school more years ago than uh, I care to remember. Were you told about this challenge? Uh, not until the uh, we check in at that point, and that's when you know, each, each with the very start. At the very start, we got a little booklet. Sorry, this is what you'll be doing, and at lunchtime, the lunch break, you will get you will get another booklet about what is happening for lunch break. Uh, so the lunch break was at Cabela's. That's where we found out, yeah, there was some bow shooting time there. And then after bow shoot, or after the Cabela's stopped, there were a few other things. But you know, unfortunately, due to some uh, weather and uh, navigational delays, uh, by the time we got into uh, Cabela's and were ready to leave there, because we had a mandatory two-hour delay there, but well, we let's didn't talk, have let's, to, let's yeah. go. Let's go back to the bow and arrow. I love that. Uh, now, not being told about it until you're getting into the activity, to me, is uh, I, it could be extremely good or extremely bad. In particular, if you've never had any experience in that skill. Yeah, and I, my experience with uh, bow hunting was, you know, using a bow was. Uh, like I said, quite a few years ago, I was uh, in high school at the time. Oh, okay. I thought it was the Boy Scouts, maybe. <laughs> well, it, uh, as, as a kid, uh, my brother and several of our friends, that uh, we were into uh, bow hunting, and we would uh, we would do quite a bit of it uh, locally uh, in southern Idaho. You know, and but oh, in high school, now in high school, was that that's not required? I was in Oh no, 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 no. No, it wasn't even like it wasn't. This was just a pastime that we got into. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, yeah. We uh, actually, you know, we're, we we would go out and make our own arrows. You know, buy all the blanks and glue the feathers on, and uh, different tips, some with the blunts or points, and oh that. hell yeah! <laughs> so you you know that skill? I know so, that so, skill. So you went into that challenge. How did it go? Well, I've never shot a compound. Uh, Oh yeah, compound breaker bow, <laughs> competition bow. Yeah, so I, uh, you know, I, I could hit the target, but I, you know, it's a, it, it was a challenge of that because I just that was the first time I was shot that kind of a bow, and all right, where's the aim point? Where's this? Uh, but yeah, I, I hit the target on uh, two out of three arrows, but. Uh, <laughs> What what did you hit with the third? Uh, I was too high. Oh, okay. <laughs> went up, went over the target. So, anyway, it was uh, it was fun. It was uh, it was oh, yeah. that, you know, I know I've uh, no, no, no. Get the juices going. I mean, you you go up there, you find out what the challenges are. It's like, oh, really? Oh yeah, really? kind of a yeah, surprise. It's, it's, it's a surprise and. All right. Well, what the hell? I'll try it. It's uh, I'm not one to say. Oh no, I ain't going to do that. I just 
sit in and uh, step up and, yeah, I'll try anything once. Absolutely. All right, now we're with John Stewart. This is Monster Mike. We're on the beach in El Cajon, California, uh, off-road live and off-road mania, downtown El Cajon. If you're within the sound of our voice in Southern California, you really need to get down here. Now, here's what I'm going to do, folks. Uh, I'm going to allow John uh, to consume his appetizer, uh, and I'll, I'll take it from here, John. Go ahead. Go ahead. Kill it. And what I'll do now is I'll go over some of the uh, current headlines, and then we'll get back to John and his storyline having to do with uh, this great rally up in Reno that he participated in. And then, of course, uh, we'll switch off. I'll let, uh, I'll let John continue on after he's uh, consumed his appetizer, and then we'll, we'll get on to um, uh, some additional news headlines. So here we are. We're in El Cajon. Uh, this is a long-standing great event for the city of El Cajon, California. Uh, they've closed down the street now for a number of years. And, of course, this is all done uh, by a promotive group of local businesses in the downtown area here in El Cajon, California. And if I have to remind you of this, you're really not a motorsports fan, but we are in the home of NASCAR's world-famous Jimmy Johnson. And we'll get, you know, we've, we've talked about Jimmy uh, in the past. We've talked about his family in off-road, uh, and we'll continue to do that as the years go on. Uh, Jimmy is a long-standing off-road supporter. Uh, he started an off-road. He spent a night by himself with his wreck rig in the middle of Baja. We'll get to all that storyline later. But we are here. Uh, in Jimmy Johnson's hometown, El Cajon, California. It's just a little bit outside San Diego. It's like a stone's throw. If you're on Route 8, Interstate 8, and you're heading from downtown San Diego out to El Cajon, it takes about 15 minutes if you're slow. It could, if, you're, if you've got a fast car, you can do it in 10. And then no traffic. And don't even try it during rush hour going heading east. But you can do it, like, middle of the night, or you could do it uh, when there's low traffic, 10 minutes, but you got to have a really fast car. It's like my runs to Vegas that I've talked to everybody about. really depends on traffic, time of year, and how many troopers are out trying to uh, catch the speeders heading out from Southern California out to their, their Barstow burn out to Las Vegas. Now, it doesn't happen very often, but I'll, I'll keep the... Um, I'll keep the audience notified when I'm when I'm doing one of those, and of course it'll be afterwards. You think I'm going to tell you people online before I do it? Hell no! I've got things to do, places to meet. Now we've got uh, our share of flat billers, uh, lots of black socks and shorts. We are in the capital of off road. Off-road recreation, off-road racing, off-road as a lifestyle. And, of course, all the off-road gals are here, too. All the off-road mermaids are uh, uh, walking the streets uh, alongside all the great rigs and great vehicles uh, here in El Cajon. We're on the beach in El Cajon, off-road live, Monster Mike. It's not the regular show. 
but we do it every year here in El Cajon because it's just, it's so dang fun that we bring out our uh, Confederate Imperial flag, raise it up over the downtown cafe here in El Cajon, and uh, we let it all hang out. Now, you can join us if you'd like by both visiting with us personally, just uh, shimmy up to the uh, table where we're at here at the uh, downtown cafe. We will buy your first drink. And, uh, of course, if you're one of the mermaids, we may buy uh, the entire evening if you catch my drift. Uh, We're right here in downtown El Cajon having a blast. And, of course, uh, John Stewart uh, making uh, the entire event worthwhile because we could be here with a couple of our old uh, scofflaws and it just wouldn't be worth it. Uh, John, go ahead. It's all yours. You can take it from here, and I'll jump in. What happened next up at your rally in Reno? Well, I was saying on Thursday we finally got back to the hotel, uh, and uh, had a terrific meal with uh, you know there at the hotel, and then uh, Friday morning. Friday morning we got up and started all over again. And Friday morning we started out from the parking lot of the Four Wheel Park Store in Reno, Nevada, and headed out, hit the freeway. Uh, but this time, between the with the luck of the draw. Dell and I ended up the last vehicle out of uh, the parking lot. And our route this time uh, headed out east of town. And on our way out, we got hung up in a uh, traffic accident and missed our turn. And by the time we got back on track, we ended up meeting everybody up in Virginia City. We missed a lot of the morning activities, which... uh, Morning activities uh, consisted of a view of some uh, awesome petroglyphs that are out in the desert area. Uh, you know, quick and easy uh, walk from uh, within 100 yards of uh, the road with the trail there. But that was a, it's always a uh, highlight of the northern Nevada desert region. And if you're into the Indian petroglyphs, that that is one of the premier sites in the uh, in the West to actually see them. We spent a couple of hours in Virginia City. Uh, Virginia City, the uh, fascinating historical mining district, and it's a national historical landmark. And it's uh, we had numerous challenges there, which was look at some of the historical artifacts and get uh, pictures of the of a team member in front of uh, different things, of which you had to find different things, including the birthplace of Mark Twain, you know, Samuel Samuel Clemens and his move out there, and he started out as a reporter with a, uh, some, uh, I can't remember the name of the paper up in, uh, but it was headquartered out of Reno, or out of uh, Virginia City in the Gold Rush era days, and that's where his uh, pen name of Mark Twain originated with his days as a reporter. So, Lots of fascinating history uh, there, um, and after after that, it was a tour out through, uh, through you know the, the course took us outside of town, which uh, we 
followed the uh, an old uh, tunnel that was constructed between uh, Virginia City and uh, the down the valley. And along this road, there were places where the gullies along the hillside had been uh, stacked with uh, and stacked with rocks in order to make the roadbed. So historically, there's a lot of significance there. Uh, again, we start off uh, out of Virginia City, uh, 6,000 foot elevation, uh, down in the valley there, about a about a 4,000 foot elevation. It's just a great time. And by the you know, by the time we got through in the afternoon there, there were uh, a few other geocache challenges along the route. Then it was a matter of getting back to Four uh, Wheel Parts uh, parking lot, uh, which. Uh, on our road back, uh, we saw some awesome areas of uh, of the northern Nevada district or desert area. Saw a lot of wild horses and, and again, dodged rain clouds and raindrops. So, so all in all, we had a terrific time. Uh, and would I do it again? Oh, yeah. In a heartbeat, I'd do it again. Uh, I've experimented with several different uh, mapping systems on GPS, and I can tell you some good ones, and I can tell you some bad ones, and I've uh, found a lot of other interesting little uh, GPS apps that will uh, work off of an iPad or an iPhone. Uh, can't help the Android users, but uh, I think some of them do have Android applications. Uh, but overall, it was a great exercise in uh, map reading and being able to correlate your map with your position on the ground to uh, know exactly where you're at. Well, John, it sounds like an immense challenge. Uh, now, did you have some historical or cultural questions or like a questionnaire that was that was involved in, in the competition? Uh, no real questionnaire other than the fact that uh, some of the challenges points that we had to find were of a historical significance and take a picture of a team member at that uh, site of historical significance and upload that to the uh, social media with, uh, you know, okay, here's where we're at for here. And yeah. Oh, no, I could dismiss it. That's a heck of a challenge. I mean, uh now, did you have to identify the location yourself? Uh, within the social media post, we had the correct picture, and uh, the booklet that we had to follow provided a picture of the specific site, and your challenge was to basically recreate that picture as close as you could. <laughs> oh, these guys are creative. Oh, it, it was very creative. There was a lot of thought. Uh, Jeff Knoll, the pr promoter for this, put a lot of thought into making this event, and there were 24 teams that started out, and I think two of the teams that started did not finish due to some problem that they encountered along the way. So. Any other de de disqualifications? No. Any any cheating cited as far as the social media? Uh, that's some of the software that they were using to uh, track the social media uploads was 
gave some real-time reporting numbers, and uh, every time every post is date stamped with the time. So there was no, there was limited ability to cheat to get away with it. Uh, absolutely fascinating, John. Now I know that that's that's uh, topic number one, but you wanted to get to topic number two also. So we'll we'll let's get to that. We'll we'll mention our sponsors. Let's mention uh, uh, Ram Trucks. All of our friends that are here with Ram Trucks. We'll also mention Hard Rock, Marlboro, Red Bull, our favorite beer, Budweiser. And, of course, BajaSafari.com, the king of Baja. We're live with Off-Road Live in El Cajon on the beach at El Cajon Mania. Off-Road Mania with all the off-road vehicles, uh, California car culture. Uh, It's a marvelous, marvelous evening, and we're having a great, great old time. And as mentioned, if you can find John and I at our table at the downtown cafe, Come on down. We'll buy you your first beer uh, and possibly even more, depending on uh, uh, what kind of welcome contribution you can make to the show, this being Off-Road Live. On a Wednesday, we're normally on Monday, 4 p.m. West, 7 East. Now, let's get to John again. And uh, topic number two, John Stewart, our special guest recreation specialist, so what is topic number two? Uh, topic number two is black-tailed uh, horned lizard. Uh, commonly called the horny goat. And, and since we talked about, talked about before, uh, Center for Biological Diversity filed an uh, emergency listing petition with the California Fish and Game Commission. And the Fish and Game Commission accepted that petition, and that accepting that petition placed a one-year timeout or one-year temporary listing of that uh, lizard as a state endangered species. That is starting to cause all kinds of reverberations and uh, problems within the recreation community. Now. Yeah. Uh, I think I've mentioned it before, but uh, the Center for Biological Diversity has been trying for 12 plus years to get this species listed as a federal endangered species for you know 12 years or so. They've been failing at that, so a change of tactics is is that they uh, dropped or stepped back and said, all right, they're going to work on the California side and west of the Colorado, call that a distinct subspecies, and try to get the state of Colorado or the state of California to pick that up as a state endangered species. Now, in reality, when you look at the law and how it's handled, there's not a lot of difference between the state of California law for endangered species and the Endangered Species Act itself as far as permitted activities and what? It still involves critical habitat and excluded activities within the critical habitat. Now, big problem that comes up and is affecting off-road recreation, in fact, all off-road activities, is 
critical habitat is uh, sand dune berms and uh, brush areas of which uh, that is very prevalent throughout the Ocotillo Wells State Vehicle Recreation Area and over for the small part into the uh, Superstition Mountain OHB area that the BLM manages along with the Plaster City OHB area. And these are prime desert racing spots for, uh, you know, the uh, AMA District uh, 38 and their uh, races. So thankfully, at this point in time, the Bureau of Land Management does not have to consider this temporary state listing in their management plan. So BLM has one to two year grace period before anything will happen that they have to adjust their management plans for. Oh, wow. Okay. So the BLM has the ability of just waiving this whole thing right now. Oh, right now. Right temporarily. As long as it is, as long as it's just a temporary emergency listing for the state of California, it yeah. applies to state lands only. And this is where, with Ocotillo Wells SBRA, we're in a quandary because that is ground zero for recreation and for the listing in this region. Okay, I'm clear on that now. I'm clear, perfectly clear on it. See, because uh, my first uh, instinct on this is that, hey, SCORE has a race in Imperial Valley uh, near Superstition uh, scheduled for September. This could impact them. No, it can't. It doesn't have to. Not this year. Not this year. Not immediately. Uh, but yes, that's my fear also is that when I heard this initially, I said, all right, I'm, I think one, two, three steps away. I said, all right, we got problems, you know, sport-wise, whether it be recreation or racing and whether it be state or BLM. Uh, we have problems to deal with, and we need to have a strategy. Well, okay, we will address that as we get across the bridge. Right. Uh, John, what else? Uh, what else did you want to mention about this listing? And I know we have an event specifically to talk about. Right. We, uh, you know, California Four Wheel Drive Association hosts an annual event in Ocotillo Wells SBRA called Operation Desert Fund which is a fundraiser for the Disabled Veterans of America San Diego County Chapter. Uh, this temporary listing puts that event in jeopardy of not receiving a permit to be held. Now, what the Cal 4 Wheel Promoters have done is made arrangements with the Blue Inn of Highway 78 in order to relocate their event headquarters to the Blue Inn, which is private land, which they do not have to work with state parks for a permit for Ocotillo Wells, SBRA. And from the Blue Inn, the plans right now are to run a few four-wheel drive runs out through uh, San Felipe Wash, the Pole Line Road, and over to Superstition Mountains, where BLM has opened up their arms and said, hey, come on over, we'll accommodate you. So... Right now, or as of uh, three days ago, that is the plan of action and what uh, what they expect to be doing come, uh, I believe it's October 15th, the Columbus Day weekend in the middle of October for that event. Well, that's, uh, it's great news. I think it shows the strength and flexibility in the off-road community to be able to adjust to this 
you know, uh, I mean, this is my own personal opinion. This is just chicken shit that, you know, biological diversity is doing. And uh, I have huge issues with the state of California's fish and, fish and wildlife doing this. I mean, I, I'm not going to go there right now because we're having too much fun. We're, we're in El Cajon, uh, off-road mania, off-road life, uh, just having a blast with John Stewart. John's talking about the October event. It's a benefit, and we want to focus on those uh, that organization that's receiving the benefit of this event. And it's, it's going to be a great event. Uh, it's going to be uh, uh, the drives are going to be in the superstition area, just like John mentioned. And let's let's put a spotlight just very briefly on the nonprofit that's going to be benefiting from this event. The uh, Disabled Veterans of America is uh, basically, as the name says, it it is for disabled vets. It's uh, along the lines of the Wounded Warrior, but the Disabled Vets is a uh, probably an older older organization than what the Wounded Warriors programs are. And what they're attempting to do is work to rehabilitate vets uh, and provide uh, wheelchairs or other uh, apparatuses as necessary for the uh, wounded veteran to readjust to uh, their life after after their service, after their uh, time in time in service and their injuries. So, and, and it it's is, a it's a San Diego local organization, well, a national effort. It's a national effort, but what we're working with is the San Diego chapter. Right. And they're a terrific group, a worthwhile cause. So, folks, we want you to give give often uh, and benefit the, uh, the charity that we just spoke of. We will have a representative of that charity on next week on the show uh, to talk about the event and talk about where you can give, uh, how you can give. And we highly recommend, as mentioned, give and give often. Uh, John, go ahead. Uh, continue with what we know about about the event in October. So, well, that's that's that, that's about our standard or our uh, plan right now is that uh, there will be a few runs headed out uh, to take care of it. There will also be a uh, they're working up a raffle. Uh, at this point in time, I don't know the extent of what will be in the raffle, but in the past they've had tires, winches. Uh, Big LED uh, TVs, you know, 36-inch plus TV screen. So, a lot of a uh, lot of things. So, uh, it is very worthwhile. Like I said, it's a, it's a fundraiser for a, uh, you know, for the veterans, and uh, it's, it's a major, it's a good spot. Yeah, and it's in October, great time of year, great part of the desert. So uh, definitely come on out. Let's have some fun. Uh, uh, it's kind of funny how uh, so many people here on the street in El Cajon uh, look like Kurt LeDuc. Uh, seemingly, Kurt LeDuc is your consummate average off-road looking guy, and I've seen at least 10 guys that look like Kurt LeDuc on the street today. Right now, we're in El Cajon, everybody. Uh, you've got an invitation for Monster Mike to come on out. Off-road live on the beach in El Cajon. The sun is up. It's shining. It's a great California day. We're celebrating car culture. We're celebrating the off-road community. Come on down. We'll buy you your first drink, at least at a minimum. But you have to find it. That's the only thing. And we're right now inside the um, restaurant, uh, and we're having a super time. Uh, All the off-road vehicles are on the street. The street is closed uh, so that we could park as many off-road rigs as possible. 
And we're in the El Cajon Downtown Cafe Bar and Grill. Come on down. We'll be here, uh, Monster Mike at least, will be here all evening until they clear the street of the last vehicle. If you catch me out here, it's, it's good for at least one beer. Off-road live in El Cajon on the beach. Uh, John Stewart has been our very special uh, off-road recreational guest. Anything else, John, that you want to talk about? Uh, I think I've pretty much covered uh, a lot of the happenings right now. Uh, you know, there's, uh, I could bore the listeners with a lot of other arcane issues, such as talking about sage grouse or other things, but uh, the reality is uh, we, you know, for off-road recreation and, ra- and even the racing community, we are facing challenges of keeping uh, public lands open and keeping the sport of off-road uh, alive. And, in fact, I just saw a report out of SEMA today where the, off, the special equipment manufacturers and all the products that uh, the enthusiasts buy is now over a $36 billion a year industry. And for the last five years, it has been a growth industry. And uh, through the latest figures through 2014, it displayed a uh, – from 13 to 14, it displayed an 8% growth rate. So it's a healthy marketplace. There's a lot of products. A lot of vendors are providing uh, really great products to build out your uh, 4x4 uh, rig. And SEMA, within their calculations, also looks at what these uh, sports car enthusiasts and muscle car enthusiasts are putting together. Like I'm looking out the window right now drooling over a... uh, you know, a Chevelle Supersport with, you know, 396 engine, orange color, beautiful looking rig. There's some great iron here, uh, everybody, great vehicles, uh, everything from, uh, as John mentioned, great muscle cars, all the way up to, uh, I know there's a couple of trophy trucks out here. I know that uh, McNeil Racing is also here with a group of uh, desert off-road racing vehicles from uh, the vaunted historic McNeil Racing Company from Lemon Grove. Uh, Perry, are you there? Okay, just trying. We invited Perry, but uh, he's in Tijuana working today. And, of course, his son and all the rest of the family gets to go to El Cajon and uh, have a great time at, uh, El, at El Cajon's off-road mania. But Perry McNeil himself is working at his job uh, in Tijuana. Well, uh, we want to put a salute out to McNeil Racing. Best wishes for all their racing. Of course, all the uh, all the on the beach mermaids are here. So, Monster Mike and John Stewart have things to do. We're going to move on now. Hey, John, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome, Mike. Thank you, John. All right, folks. Uh, this has been Off Road Live on the Beach uh, in El Cajon. Uh, we can't tell you how much we appreciate your patronage. And, of course, all of our friends, Ram Trucks, Hard Rock, Marlboro, Red Bull, my favorite beer, Budweiser, BajaSafari.com, the king of Baja, and our special guest, John Stewart, all of our friends uh, are here in El Cajon right now. And we invite you out. There's still time. They're not going to close everything up or 
name the award winners for another hour, hour and a half. So you still have plenty of time if you're within the sound of our voice. Come on out to El Cajon on the beach, off-road mania. It's off-road live. Monster Mike, again, tipping our hat, saying thanks for uh, listening to the show today. And, of course, next week, every week, Monday, 4 p.m. West, 7 East. We'll see you next week, folks.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.